Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Hey everyone, I'm back and proud to announce a new sponsor of the podcast, Young Living Essential Oils. These oils are great and have a wide range of use. For those who listen to my basketball podcast, Strictly Hoop Talk, they have oils that help relax, relieve, and heal your muscles. And for those of you that listen to my hip-hop podcast, Strictly Hip Hop, and love music like me, or if you're a college student like me dealing with a lot of stress, they have essential oils that help your mood and emotions. There is scientific proof that these essential oils are a healthier alternative than the prescribed medications, and the proof is in their seed-to-seal promise that every oil is natural from their farms and fully tested before it is shipped. If you still need more proof, I've tried these oils myself and noticed a great difference and my friends have too. You guys know Nick Keel from my Strictly Hip Hop podcast, right? He uses these oils all the time for everything from writing music to relaxing to focusing, and he swears by it. Again, he uses these oils every single day. I'm not joking. To get more information and purchase these oils, contact Teresa. Her email will be in the description. And if you want to purchase an everyday starter kit, check the description of the podcast for the link. And remember, the information is not intended to treat or prevent disease or is a substitute for medical treatment or advice. Young Living is not sharing here as medical doctors, but they are here to teach you about health and support for your systems and to keep your body fit and well. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Strictly Hoop Talk. As always, I'm your host, Chris Platty, and returning once again is my man, the feature killer for the NBA Strictly Hoop Talk podcast, Akil. Akil, man, how you doing? I'm good, man. It's great to be back. We haven't done one in a while, so I'm pretty excited to go again. I know, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're here to talk... Uh, we're here to talk Kevin Love and that whole thing and the West playoffs. So before we get to West playoffs, which is really, really interesting, um, I did want to touch on, me and you both talked about it, um, Kevin Love's article that came out around this time last week, right? It was yeah. last Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah, during spring okay. break. Yeah, um, yeah so it, w- it, was, uh, it was during our spring break, and shout out to MSU and all that spring break and all that good stuff. But he posted this article um, through the Players' Tribune, uh, called every everyone is going through something, and so what it was is he basically to summarize it he had a he had a panic attack November fifth against the Atlanta Hawks 
um, during halftime. And, you know, he said it came out of nowhere. He never had he never had one before. And he just talks about he goes in depth to talk about the psychological um, perspectives and like and the what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, how do I say this? Not the expectations, but another way for saying expectations. I'm drawing a blank. But essentially the expectation that players are just supposed to that they, they have a golden life, they're living life, they're playing basketball, they don't have stress, they can't be going through, um, they can't be they can't have anxiety, they're millionaires. Like, what do they have to worry about? So Kevin Love did an awesome job with this article. It was awesome just talking about the, just kind of helping uh, raise awareness of mental health. And what he said really helped him was um, DeMar DeRozan coming out, actually, and he did that during All-Star break, am I right? Yeah, through, All-Star through Twitter. Break. Yep. Um, through Twitter, you know, he said he quoted he quoted what was actually a song, um, saying that uh, uh, this depression gets the best of me, and I don't remember what song that was off the off the top of my head, but um, you know, De- Demar Derozan started to um, speak out about his about his depression, and Kevin Love said that that made it easier for him to come out. So, Akil, I know you had some thoughts on, on this whole thing, so why don't you take the floor? Yeah, for sure. Um, first of all, I want to give credit to both of them. I mean, coming out with depression and whatever mental health thing issues that you do have going on is pretty tough to do, um, specifically Kevin and DeMar. But to talk about DeMar, um, I I take a lot more of this on this side than Chris probably does um, because you guys don't know this, but... Uh, growing up in the uh, African-American community or black community, um, depression is something that's very taboo to talk mm-hmm. about. And mostly because it's like an illness that isn't tangible. It's not like something we can say, hey, take this cough syrup or yeah, take this medicine and you'll feel better. It's just like one of those things that's like, I don't feel good. Well, why? It's just like, I don't know. I don't I don't yeah. feel good. Like, And um, especially in the black community, it's something where especially black men where you're just taught to basically man up and Bottle deal with it up, up yeah, deal grow with up, it. deal with it, stop being little girl, basically, just mm-hmm. whatever you want to hear, and then just basically go about your day. Mostly because it's something where it can get weaponized or people can use that to their influences and you could become used as a child. But anyways, yeah, so Damar definitely... Open the door, I would say, for more people, not just black, but just anybody in general and mm-hmm. Kevin Love to be able to say, hey, I'm not feeling good. And it's honestly okay if you're not feeling good to cry it out or talk to somebody or do whatever you basically have to do to make sure you start feeling better. Yeah, man, I, I agree with that. And I appreciate I appreciate the perspective that that you're able to offer, which is one of the, the reasons I'm psyched to have you on this podcast, because you can offer different perspectives that I can't. And that's what I try to do with this podcast. So I'm glad I'm glad you talked about that and you know it's 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 a real issue and you know it's even it's even worse in the African American community to some extent like you said because um because you're taught to just bottle it up and man up and a lot of that is because of the stereotype that you know you're already living in a racist society so you can't show quote unquote any weakness and that's considered a weakness um yeah. so you know, I'm glad that players are coming out. We seem to be in an era of sports where where sports are getting very political and not even political, but just um, socially aware yeah. and socially involved. And that's a great thing. So I'm glad that DeMar DeRozan did that. And I'm glad that it helped. I'm glad that Kevin Love actually took the time to acknowledge that 
DeMar DeRozan's uh, thing about depression, like his statement about depression helped because because when, you, when you're DeMar DeRozan, like it can't be easy to come out and it's got to feel good knowing that that um, that him coming out with the with his uh, thoughts on depression and, you know, his experiences with depression, that it made it easier for Kevin Love. And hopefully the next guy will come out and say this is because Kevin Love or because of DeMar DeRozan and kind of keep paying that that lineage so that people can kind of connect the stories and understand because, you know, the panic attack and and DeMar DeRozan's depression, while they're two different things, they're both mental health and yeah. mental health in general. is just something that's not really talked about a lot in, in, uh, in the sports community, especially. I know, I know music kind of explores it a little bit differently and, you know, is a little bit more open, but even music isn't necessarily fully open on, on uh, mental health and mental awareness. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I'm glad, I'm glad that NBA players are doing it because, you know, at the end of the day, um, you can definitely point out there's been baseball players, there's been football players, there's been all sorts of players who talk about it, you know, currently or retired, and that's great. But at the end of the day, there's people that look up to Kevin Love. There's people that look up to DeMar DeRozan. So when a current player in an NBA comes out and, and talks about these issues, for those, for those 10, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids, you know, maybe even older, 16, 17, 18, um, th- those kids that are that are maybe going through that, but they look up to Kevin Love, and then all of a sudden they realize that Kevin Love is going through the same thing they're going yeah. through, and that that makes it easier. So, you know, I- I'm glad because I can speak from a personal perspective is that I only follow NBA basketball, really. I don't follow college basketball. I don't follow college football, football, tennis, anything. I don't follow any other sports. So, so to me, this is honestly the first time I've heard an athlete talking out about mental awareness now i i did my research and i went back and i found that other athletes have spoke about it before but again for somebody that lives in a world where you're a fan of maybe just only one sport it's a good thing to um it's a good thing to have every to have athletes in every sport talking exactly and this is the thing too when it comes to all the mental health and depression or whatever type of problems those are these these aren't like excluded to millionaires, right? It's not like a yeah. thing. It's not like a you make millions of dollars and you shouldn't have these problems. Yeah. Like everybody can get them. It's not like a thing where you said it too, where because you make millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars playing a sport, you shouldn't be able to have them. What problems do you have? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it goes to show you that the oldest saying really is true: money isn't everything. Yeah. Money, Money is a big part of everybody's lives. You can deny it, but it's it's a true factor. It's what you need to live. Yeah. It's all that, but it's not the end all be all. And you know it, and it's it's comforting to an extent to find to to realize that there's millionaires that are going through it because you know then you realize it, you you're kind of able to step back and like you said realize it's just a human thing. It's, it's a human not, issue. Yeah, exactly. It's not a it's not a a thing that only poor people go through or middle class yeah. people go through. It's a thing that anyone can go through exactly and so all right so now to go on to a lighter note let's talk the western conference playoffs the very very interesting western playoff race so the wild, we're gonna wild west we're gonna skip the top two seeds houston and golden state because you know we'll be talking plenty about them in the coming months but um so we'll start from three and we'll work our way down to ten and so we'll start with the portland trailblazers winners of ten in a row now and okay. yeah, so I was gonna yeah. ask you this. Take the four. Out of these three through ten, which team are you most impressed with? 
most impressed with right now or yeah just right now i mean right now it has to be portland because i mean this this win streak is just you know it's ridiculous it's coming at a very big time the jazz of course winning seven in a row but we'll get to them um portland is just to me portland's portland's very interesting because this is a team that i thought personally i i like them but i could I just I I thought okay I don't know if they're good enough defensively and they've been great this year defensively yeah and shout so out that's, to Ed Davis man. yeah Ed Davis is making a huge difference and they finally got between Ed Davis and Nurkic they finally got some bigs to survive uh, to to surround rather Damian Lillard and C J McCollum so I like I like Portland I really do over these last ten games I I I like them a lot I just to me, I, I kind of realized, this win streak made me realize I kind of almost in a way had a vendetta against Portland just because I didn't like how they signed Alan Crabb and Evan Turner to those enormous yeah. contracts. So I kind of I kind of unfairly uh, writ them off when in, in reality this team has, you know, guys like Aminu and, and just these very versatile, great system players. Yeah. And, and, and the system is really playing well. Terry Stotts is doing a great job coaching. Uh, this team, this team is really phenomenal. Uh, I did, I never, I never seen them coming as a third seed. I had them, you know, before All Star break, I had them as one of the teams I thought could fall out of the playoffs. Yeah. So they've totally proved me wrong. The West has been they, weird. Man. Yeah, they've been playing great. I mean, Akil, what are your thoughts on Portland? Yeah, so I was in the same boat as you. I thought before All-Star break hit, I thought they were going to completely fall off and then try to sneak up and be a 7 or 8 seed. But, yeah, apparently... Uh, apparently they're good. Uh, Portland's a good team, man. Uh, yeah, you said it too. Um, They have two great guards, of course, Damian Lillard and CJ. Then they just have basically tons of wings who can get out, play defense, hit shots. Um. Yeah. They're um well that's one percentage whoops I'm sorry I wanted to look at their points um they're only twelfth in scoring in the last uh, uh since All Star break which is actually interesting because you would think this is a dynamic team but once again it their defense has really been uh, it's the defense their was, card. yeah the defense has definitely and been helping them win those games they, I don't think anyone's seen that coming yeah no everybody thought they'd just be a team that would get lit up and then they they try to people thought they're gonna be the team that would try to outscore you. Right, twin games, but no, they're doing it on the other end. They want to stop you and not let you score. <laughs> right, and and <laughs> you know, two other things we got to mention is one during this streak, they are dominating teams. They're not just winning; they're winning by they're w- 15, yeah, 16, fifteen, yeah, fifteen plus points per game. You know, there. and and you know that you sprinkle in some, you sprinkle in some games like the Lakers and the Kings, but you also have wins against Golden State, uh, Miami. So they've gotten some very quality wins to the resume too. It's not just a a fluff stretch um, that they were able to take advantage of, and and to their credit, again when they're playing teams, they're not just they're not just winning. They're they're dominating teams. The teams that they're supposed to beat, like Sacramento, L.A., they're winning by 15 plus. So they're playing very well. And honestly, Damian Lillard is playing just out of his Phenomenal. mind right now. I, I think he's averaging thirty two points a game since he all started. Yeah, people have been so say, so people have been saying that he's not that good of a point guard anymore, but he's just trying to remind people that hey, I'm still here. I mean, he's playing West. right now like like the second or third best point guard in the league. Yeah, he's playing just amazing. The West, yeah. yeah, so um, you know he's obviously been a huge catalyst. He's taking his game to the next level, but 
Um, I do kind of want to do some projection uh, with Portland. So do you think this is a team that obviously they they won't keep up the win streak as the season goes on, but um, they might be able to keep up this winning pace. But overall, do you think that this is a team that stays in the top, let's say, in the top three or four slot? Or do you think they're a team that's going to fall below that and still finish fifth or sixth? Because, I mean, as great think- as they are, they could still fall out of the playoffs, and we'll get to that later, but... You know, I honestly think they stay. You think they stay around the three to four range? As I mean, if the defense stays where it's at and you have Dane going bonkers, I don't know yeah. what recipe you have for you to lose games. And uh, I don't know if you could pull up their schedule right now. Um, I can I can pull it up real quickly. So let's let's do this real quick on the fly. You got something to buy me time, as Jade always likes yeah, to do. Yeah. So yeah, man. But uh, I I just <laughs> put the Jade puns already. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't know how they lose games because they're defensively they've been amazing. Offensively, they have CJ and they have CJ and uh, Dame. Dame there to take care of you and to, uh, yeah that Dame guy's hard to forget about him yeah so, so they play <laughs> there we go we stalled enough time congratulations so, <laughs> we stalled uh, they play the Cavs the Clippers the unbeatable Pistons the uh, unbeatable Pistons oh they have a tough stretch here they they do actually they got Cavs which Cavs you never know what Cavs you're getting but yeah. You know, it's not a team you want to play. Let's exactly. put it that way. Yeah. Because you don't know what team. What, what you don't team know you're what team's going to show up. So they got the Clippers. That's a very important game. Houston is not really too important because again, they can't get that. They can't get that one or two seed. Um, but then you got Boston, which is a very tough game, obviously. And then and then the Thunder is huge because the Thunder are shockingly right behind them right in behind fourth. Them and if you're ready, that can be an amazing segue. Uh, yes, sir. Let's go right. over there. Let's jump then. Let's jump then. Let's make this amazing segue here. So the Oklahoma City Thunder, just a game and a half behind Portland for the three seed at 41 and 29 in the season. Winners of four in a row. Just two weeks ago, they were seventh or eighth. And they were, again, looking like they were a team that was going to fall out of the playoffs again. But here they are. Um, Akil, what do, you think of, what do you think of Oklahoma City Thunder? Because they're, they're a team that just, they've gone through some weird stretches throughout the year, right? Where they looked really good, and then they looked really bad. So what, what do you make of this Thunder team so far? Um, I don't know what you, <laughs> I just, I mean, the people, so, yeah, you got Ross and Paul and Melo and all those guys. But defensively, they're awful. Um, they're not good. Um, offensively, they they're okay. They're floating. But <laughs> I mean, people people really did underestimate what it meant for Andre Roberson to the, what he meant to that team. I mean, sure, offensively he can give you next to nothing, but defensively he means everything to that ball club. Because he yeah. takes away so much pressure from Mello and Russ to guard yeah. the other team's best. And, yeah, win. and of course, so, Paul. And Paul, too, yeah. Because, like, when you think about it, when that lineup was there, you had Paul George, and Robertson. Robertson. That's just clamps. Paul George, Robertson, and Steven Adams down there as your center. That's just such Ooh. a good defense. And then Russ, if he's engaged. And Russ, when, if Russ wants to play defense, like. That was, that was an defensively, uh, amazing defense. Defensively, that's ridiculous, yeah. right? But. You take that away and you have to start. Who who are they even starting now? I don't even honestly, know. Honestly, honestly, I'm drawing a blank right uh, now. No, no one knows. So that's that's our point. Like, <laughs> right. you have to start that dude who like might not even 
be able to play defense or hit a shot. So it's yeah, like that dude. Like, I don't even want to be disrespectful if there's any Thunder fans out here listening to this. Yes, please. please add let us, us know. add us later. We'll give you our Twitter name, Twitter names, and you'll probably be able to tell us who they're starting out the uh, yeah two and guard feel free slot. To call us idiots for not remembering right now at this moment. <laughs> Is it Alex Abrinos, maybe? I you know what I wanted to say that, but I also didn't want to be wrong, so I don't know. It might be um, Alex Abrinos. But you know they're playing. Guys. They're playing kind of honestly. If you're just looking at the defensive and offensive rating, they're playing middle of the pack right now. So they're not middle of the pack great. is all you need to float by though. Honestly, um, but do but do you though in this tight West race? Uh, well, usually that's what you need. But the way the West is, where everybody's a game apart from each other. Yeah, no, you're gonna need to be a little. I mean, my that. thing is they won four in a row. And if yeah. we're going by if we're going by their um their whole season their season as a whole, then it seems like they're 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 doomed to lose four. Yeah, but soon. the rest of their schedule I remember is really tough. It it is? Alright, let it's me look really let me tough. look up their schedule. So I think they play the Rockets, the Warriors, and uh, there you go. Keep buying time. All right, here the we go. The Rockets, Warriors, Raptors, Spurs, right? Yeah. Yep. Blazers, Celtics. Clippers. Clippers, yeah. Heat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they are um, Nuggets, uh, Pelicans, Rockets, Warriors, Heat, the Grizzlies, who just That's are a tough on game, fire man. right now. Tough game. On fire right now. <laughs> this is with like 35 <laughs> straight. Nobody knows. But yeah, yeah. Nobody knows. but They're doing it. <laughs> nobody knows, but they secretly have the one seed. Uh, the clip, yeah. So the Clippers, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat. The so Blazers. yeah, what I was saying, Raptors tough. Yeah, Celtics tough. Blazers tough. I mean San Antonio, who knows? But it's pop. Yeah. So tough. Miami is never easy. Miami's never easy to play. Nuggets they score a lot. So tough defensively. Yeah. They're an Ole defense right now. Yeah. Pelicans, you got Boogie out here going for 80, 25 AD. You get yeah. That's what I said. You got AD going for 80, 25, and 30. Right. Like, then you got Golden State, then Rockets, then Heat again, and then the undefeated Memphis Grizzlies. And like, then the undefeated uh, 73 and 0 Memphis 73 Grizzlies. 73 and 0, exactly. Like, Something like that? Yeah, 73, 74, who knows? Know. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough. Like, that's a tough stretch they can't do. So if they don't figure things out, they could be slipping out of those playoffs. And honestly, it would suck, but I would love to hear the storylines of. What happens? Of, like, Russell Westbrook making the playoffs and then him adding Paul George and Carmelo Anthony and, Carmelo missing. and missing the playoffs. Like, that would oh, be pretty great that to would, hear. That would drive the haters. Oh, that would yeah, just, man. That would give the haters all the ammo they need. Um, but the the Thunder, so, again, they've won seven of their last ten, four in a row. Um, you know, I just, I don't I don't know what to make of this. T- like, I really... Honestly, this is one of the teams, and we'll, and we'll kind of we'll, we'll we'll get to this at the end when we talk about the last few teams. Uh, that way, when we get through all teams, we can kind of get to this. But the Thunder are one of the teams that I'm least confident in, as far as like I like them as a playoff team in a vacuum. I think they're I think they could be a problem in the playoffs for whoever they face outside of Golden State or Houston. But um, but even Houston, to an extent, they can because they have a few good ball hand, uh perimeter defenders. But still, with with OKC though, I just I'm not sure 
I'm not sure where they're going to land. I just, I don't know. Like, if they land 7th, 8th, I'm not surprised. I, I wouldn't want to see them play. I don't think they would want to play as much as they admit it. I don't think they'd want to play Golden State or Houston first yeah, round. Well, nobody, well, nobody, right mind, nobody at 3 through 8 would, right? But, like, nobody wants to play. Nobody nobody's would. like, nobody's like, play, <laughs> we got play ourselves Boston. Golden State. Let's go. We got this. Yeah, nobody's like nobody's like. Well, maybe Steph Curry and KD are still hungover. We got this. Maybe, maybe they're still hungover from their birth. Oh yeah, by the way, I happy birthday to you, one Mister Stephen Curry. Yep, I was... saw you. I saw you go wild. I actually, yacht. I actually meant to use that as a transition from the mental health thing to kind of smooth the gap. Yeah, but I totally forgot. But yeah, that. Um, guys, if you're listening, look up those Golden State Warriors stories because that was oh crazy. Steve Kerr, shout out to you. Keep keep jamming to Migos, bro. Yeah, Dude. Steve Kerr jamming to Migos has to be the highlight of has to be the highlight uh, of the season. <laughs> got some real. Uh... Yeah, they nah. gotta put that in between Giannis dunking over that dude and Harden crossing it over uh, oh, Wesley yeah. Johnson. Just oh, put yeah. it in between, and then you have the three goat highlights. Three of the goat year. highlights of this whole year, but yeah. So, so I. I I don't know. I just I, I feel like the Thunder are just the hardest team to gauge. I mean, because they have just such they have such talent, but it just it, it's not it's really just, fitting. And then that tells you there too, right? So it's it's not the talent part. It's like you. It's the mesh. It's the it's the mesh. It's the system. It's how they play. Do they handle playing well with each other? Which makes what Golden State and Houston do all the more impressive, right? Because they figured out the talent that they need and the system. So yeah. So speaking of figuring out talent, the Pelicans, hey, they're figuring out uh, what talent do we have around Anthony Davis, and the answer is Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's been balling. Drew Holiday's playing great. First team all defense. Um, yeah, he's playing. He's playing phenomenal, and you know, too bad he couldn't play this well when Boogie was there. Yeah, that because been a lot that would have been oof, that would have been a lot better for them. But anyways. The, the Pelicans are playing amazing. Anthony Davis is playing just out of his fucking mind. They've won eight of the last. Uh, they've won eight of the last ten. Although they've lost two of the last three because they were on an eight game winning streak. Exactly. So um, the Pelicans, anyways. Uh, this was the team when Boogie went down. We were all just like, "This Chalk team's it up done." Lottery. Yep. Exactly. But here they are, fifth, and now they are technically. They are technically still a game and a half away from being out of the playoffs. So it's not like they're it's they're a game and a half away from being from being the fourth seed and they're a game and a half away from being out of the playoffs. They're Welcome just in to the wild just west. right in the middle again. Very this is why we're doing the pod on the west because that shit is crazy. It's wild, but, bro. Anyways, uh I mean, I just call me crazy, but that eight game win streak just seems almost like a fluke to me. Like I don't see I don't see this team continuing to win without Boogie. Yeah, but also I don't know. I mean I don't want to make you. I mean it depends on like who they have out for the rest of the schedule. Like, what are their winnable? If they this is the thing if they win the games they're supposed to win. Yeah, they'll be fine. So let's let's look up their schedule too since we have since we've been doing it. Let's stay consistent here. Yeah. So, so um, New no. Orleans. But I also think for me is if Drew Holiday keeps up his performance, for sure, right, they should be fine. Yeah, that that's to me a big part of it. So to so they have the Spurs, the Rockets, the Celtics. Jeez, why does every team in the West just have a gauntlet? Schedule? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Mavericks. Okay, that's that's easy. Uh, the Pacers. 
who are surprisingly playing well. If we were doing an East pod, I think that would be the main point, is what the fuck are the Pacers doing <laughs> Pacers at the doing, three seed? Yeah. But the Lakers, who you wanted to include in this discussion, they're not out. <laughs> they're not out. They can still come back and win. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to give the Lakers fans that satisfaction right now. Uh, so they play, I almost said they play the Pelicans, but uh, I'm looking at it. The Rockets, uh, the Trailblazers, play the, Rockets the Cavs. twice. Yep. They play the Thunder, obviously very important there. The Warriors, the Suns. So they do have some winnable games, but they do. But they do have a lot of tough games. They do have a lot. So of, the thing is, they probably have three winnable. They have they have the Mavericks, Lakers, and the Suns. Like those Clippers, are you have to take Clippers, advantage of those Clippers, right? If we're not throwing the Clippers into that mix as winnable. I mean, they are the seventh seed right now. Would you consider that a winnable game? I just think the Clippers are the Clippers. That's true. But the Clippers are, at the same time, the seventh seed, okay, so, so how yeah. winnable is that? Okay, yeah. So if you take care of the games that you should absolutely win. So you got Memphis, you got Phoenix, you got Lakers, and you got Mavericks. So you got four winnable games. So if you win those four games that you should win, yeah, then yeah, they, I then can you, see. Then you got to pick up one. I, the way I see it, you got to pick, pick up, up one at least or two one more. or two more wins out of those wins that you should Because that's, that's the thing, too. And... and you know, we kind of we kind of got to set this precedent before um, before we get further in the podcast, and that's how many wins do you think the eighth seed is? Is it forty five, forty six? You think that's what they're going to end with? Because I mean, right now the eighth seed, as of right now, is, has thirty eight wins with how many games left? With uh, fourteen games left. Fourteen? Uh, yeah, fourteen. So. 45? I'd say 44, 45 is, is yeah. a good mark to be an eight seed. I think 44, would be, I would be uncomfortable. I think 45, 46, I feel okay. Okay, cool. So somewhere around there. So if the Pelicans have 39 wins, they take it, they take care of those four wins. That gets them to 43. 43. Then, then you got to win like three games. Then you got to pick up one or two games. Yeah, three, two or, or three games to yeah, be safe. Yeah, two or three games to be safe. To be yeah. safe. So two or three games and... You know what, as much as I hate to say it, but right now with how the Spurs are playing, they are playing the Spurs right now, which I would rather play the Spurs right now than at the end of the season. Exactly. As, as crazy as it sounds, because I think the Spurs, especially if they get Kawhi back, they're going to be acclimated and you want to play them now, get those games out of the way. But, yeah, um, yeah they got to they gotta take advantage. They have to win all four of those winnable games to me. Like, those are just, their schedule is too tough to drop any of those. Because they play the Spurs twice, the Clippers, um, the Warriors, the Rockets twice, the Cavs, Portland, and OKC, and Boston and Indiana. So if they can, if they can pick up a win against maybe Boston, who's reeling right now, um, who's kind of dealing with injuries and stuff, um, Indiana. So if they can pick up, I, I see their winnable games as as either San Antonio, the Clippers. Or the um, or the Cavs maybe depending on what Cavs you get or the Pacers or the Celtics. So if they win two or three of those those games I mentioned plus take care of the four we mentioned earlier, then I think that they're safe. Yeah. But what would you put on? I mean, do you think this team is? Um, do, I mean, how confident are you in this team going forward? As long as I have uh, Anthony Davis down there, I think they'll be able to figure everything out. Right. Got one of the best bigs in the NBA. And do you know who else has one of the best bigs in the NBA? Oh, yeah. One Mr. Minnesota Timberwolves with one Carl Anthony Towns. Nice transition. 
Now they are five and five. They're obviously dealing with the um, Jimmy Butler injury. Um, let me pull up. I I wanted to pull up their roster because I wanted to make sure they didn't have any other injuries that I was aware wasn't aware of. And no, it's just Jimmy Butler. So um, with Jimmy Butler, that's obviously a huge loss for them. Uh, but they're they're they've won. They've split their last ten, going five and five, one two in a row. Um, they're at forty to twenty nine. Again, they're tied with the Pelicans for the fifth seed. Yeah. So with Portland, or sorry, not Portland, uh, Minnesota, man, if I was, man, I feel bad for Minnesota because all they've just been, they've never been to a playoff, not never, but it's been forever since they've been to a playoffs. Yep. I was in elementary school when they were last in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, they they have to, they have to make the playoffs. And it's, this is by far their best year they've ever had yeah. since, their best roster they've ever had since that KG era. Um, era, but uh, but I mean, here we go. The West just being damn good combined with the Jimmy Butler injury, and now all of a sudden they're not a sure team. I think before the Jimmy Butler injury, people were saying this is a lock top three, four seed. I have them as a three seed. So yeah, yeah that goes to show you. So, for, but the way it's go, going, go sorry, but uh, the way it's looking, their schedule is it's pretty nice. So they have the Spurs, the Rockets. Okay, yeah. Then yeah. they got Clippers, Knicks, 76ers, Grizzlies, Hawks, Mavs, Jazz, Nuggets, Lakers, Grizzlies, and Nuggets. So that's pretty winnable. So that's, yeah, right? So, like, so. They, um, that's the most favorable schedule that I've we've seen out of so far. so far. Like, not having to play the Rockets five times or not having to play Golden State six times or Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah. So they play. The only two teams I see, like, see them should be losing to is the Spurs at home. When they put the Spurs away. Well, I mean, they can even win that game now. Right. But just the Rockets, literally. Because yeah. yeah. they don't play the Warriors, right? No, yeah. yeah. So Nuggets Nuggets are hard because they score a lot and they're offensively driven. Right. But, but I still think those are winnable. Because yeah. I, I just, I mean, there's a I, there's a reason the Nuggets are the 10th team in the, in the West. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So so it's 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 a toss-up game. Oh, God, probably and, three times. And, and uh, it's possible that Butler's back by then. Yeah, too, so... Because Butler's supposed to be back by around the 24th of March. Yeah, so uh, shouts to uh, Zach Harper at Talk Hoops. Follow him, but he has... He thinks Jimmy Buckets is coming back uh, April Fool's Day against the Jazz, that April 1st game. And that would be, obviously, huge for them. Yeah, so, that'd be a good game. That'd be a must. Yeah. So but yeah, so the T Wolves do have a very favorable schedule coming up, which is pretty nice for them, honestly. So if they take care of the wins that they should win, which is damn near the whole rest of the schedule, because they play the Hawks, they play the Mavs. Uh, oh nope, they got the undefeated Grizzlies. So oh man, throw that out they, the window. Throw that game out the window. But the Lakers, they're not. They're not in the playoffs anymore. Uh, the Seventy Sixers. And, I mean, the Knicks and the Clippers, right? Yeah. So, the, so if you win the game you're supposed to win, I think the playoff seed will be fine and you'll be in. Yeah. And and the one thing, though, that is, um, that is, uh, their numbers, looking at their numbers, they're, they're kind of concerning and encouraging. They're, they're ninth in offensive rating and 21st in defensive rating at the time we're recording this. So, <laughs> I don't know how much that's going to change, but. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how much that's going to change, but looking at, looking at this team, um, you know they're they're going to be able to, man. I, the, if they were like a fifteenth 
defense instead of the 21st, I would feel a lot better about their chances. You know, just because, like, and and I'm not just going off the pure numbers. Like, I'm just saying in general, like, if if you had a better defender than Jeff Teague, if Carl Anthony Towns was playing better at the rim than, like, more like what he was at the beginning of the season. Or not the beginning, like it was that, like that. That there was like stretch. a two week stretch in December when where he was, was just like the greatest center. Like he was basically Bill Russell back there. Yeah, that yeah. month. Yeah. So if he had that, um, so if he had the best defender of all time, basically a center, and basically that would everything help. else. Yeah, exactly. That would help. That help, help every team in the NBA. Yeah, right. exactly. I'm with you. I'm with that for um, sure. They also acquired Derrick Rose. I don't know how confident we should be about their playoff. <laughs> Shout to the Timberwolves, man. He's getting uh, the Timberwolves. I love that. He's getting, uh, who's he getting next? Who else was on that team? Uh, well, I mean, is it, is I mean, it possible to get Joaquin bought out? Like, so, Joaquin Noah, next target for the T-Wolves for sure. I'm surprised he didn't trade a first time. <laughs> trade, hey, I'll give you Andrew like. Wiggins for him. I just need my, I just need Joaquin back here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Joaquin, maybe he comes back. Uh, it honestly wouldn't, not to get too sidetracked, it honestly would not surprise me if Joaquin got bought out from New York, went to Minnesota, and had, like, a good five-game stretch because he's back with Tibbs. Oh, no, I, I, I can see, see it coming I can see no But honestly, all jokes player. aside, like, they do need a guy like Joakim Noah on that they team. They do. If you could be any, like... If they need, Ralph, like, 27-year-old Joakim Noah. Yeah, if like you could amazing. get, like, defensive player of the year. Okay, not even defensive player of the year, Joakim Noah. Like, half of who he is defensively, just to say... Carl Anthony Towns, this is where you need to be on defense at this time. This is where you need to be here. And right. just to tell him how to play defense and just be like, all right, go out there and sign do that. Sign KG to 10 days for the rest sign, of the year. Or just sign KG to a 10 day just to say, this is how you play defense. Just have KG for 10 days just yelling in Towns' ear. Exactly. But, yeah, honestly, though, Joakim would be yeah. nice in that regard for him for sure. But, yeah, so anyways, um, yeah, you know, it, it's just – I feel I really do feel for you, Minnesota uh, fan base. I really do because it's very, um, you know, you guys got clearly the best team you've gotten, and all you guys want to do is make the playoffs. But you know what? You got a bright core. You got a bright future. Um, so you know, if you don't make the playoffs, whatever. But you, you know are who? sixth. You are tied for fifth. So you know, with the way this thing goes, hey, you're two games away from the third seat. You still know who doesn't Jimmy have a bright Butler. future? Who's that? The Los Angeles Clippers, man. There we go. There we go. It kills on fire with the transitions. All right. So the Los Angeles Clippers, number seven in the West at 37 and 29, won seven of their last 10, won three in a row. Might have to rethink your take there, buddy. Um, huh? what they're was clearly that? the hottest team. Oh, won three in a row. Yeah, winnable won, games, eh? Won three in a row. Um, they did just lose Avery Bradley for what looks like the remainder of the regular season. All right, so winnable games. We're yeah. back on that one. Um, but then again, watching Avery Bradley play this year, I don't know how. True. I don't know. I don't know how much helps. of a help it is. Yeah, that's very true. He's been but, awful. Yeah, I feel bad for him because I really liked him. I was excited for him. I was excited. I loved him in Detroit for a little bit. Um, I love. I love the idea of him in Detroit. I loved thinking that that's who we were gonna get. And now you know, his his free agency is gonna be very interesting. Very weird. Um, because what do you pay a guy? I mean, I expect he just takes a one year somewhere. Yeah, and one year and nice his value. 10, 11 mil, whatever he'll get. Rebuilds his value. He might not even get that. He might get, honestly, he might just do five or six. Or mid-level exception, get right. that five, yeah, 5.2, If he can go is. to, like, a playoff team, like, like if he went to, like, Spurs on the mid-level. A lot of people think he might end up at Golden State. That's a side note for him. That would be awesome. Batch. Because the, the, <laughs> That'd be the most light years thing of all yeah. time. So. They did actually ask about him at the trade deadline, so there is interest. Who, the, Golden State? Uh, Golden State did, yeah. For Avery Bradley? Yeah, they asked about him. Hmm. 
They inquired. So, hmm. to, Light use, years. to use a Zach Lowe quote, or a Zach Lowe word, they inquired about him. Hashtag light years. Yeah, the Clippers, um, you know, I don't... Okay, look. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but also wow. I think a part think of me... the Spurs are going to jump them? I, I think a part of me is saying that also because... <laughs> The fact that if they make the playoffs and the Pistons don't, I will lose my shit. Yeah, I, I will lose that. my shit. But um, they have Boban now, and the Pistons don't. Yeah, Boban is just man. Boban and Tobias, I miss them so much. They do a TV show, right? They like, do. Like they need a TV series. Like, did you see? There was a video of Boban dancing the other day, and it had me dying. Which one? There's like a million of them. I know, there. but it was. Oh my was god. Was it him, Weapon? I think so. Oh yeah, that's hilarious. I saw that. That one. that one was. It was either that one or there was a because I seen that one. That one was funny, but I think it was another one too. I seen him dancing. Yeah. But, so. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> enough about Boban whipping. Uh, you you want to pull up their schedule? That's I'll what I'm about to do there. right now, man. All right. So um, Give right me. now though, let me just look at their roster. Yep. Make sure keep talking. Have. So they have Danino Gallinari, who's expected to be to come back this week ish. Um, Patrick Beverly, of course, we all know is out for the season. Avery Bradley Damn, out for man. the season. Um, Damn. Damn. I mean, just the, the defensive power that that though, that they just lost between Beverly and and Bradley is crazy. But I mean, Damn. I mean, look, they're since the All Star break, they're the number two offense in the league, and they're the um, what's who uh, the Clippers. Where they're number two, and that and but they are number they are tied for last in uh, <laughs> defensive rating. But offensive rating, where are they? They are right there, number two, wow. and they're literally point four away from Boston at number one. How are they scoring? That's a good. Lou Williams. Oh, Lou Will. Lou oh, yeah. Will. He's my averaging. Little. What's their offensive rating? One hundred fifteen. So he's averaging about one hundred points a game. Okay, cool. That's cool. where their offense comes from. That's cool. But no, I mean Tobias and Lou Williams. I imagine okay. are carrying the. All right, so them. who do you think the Rockets, Clippers have the next four games? Who do I think they have? Yeah. Let me guess. They probably have, like, the Rockets. Um, I think they play the Blazers because mm-hmm. I remember us So the next three games, you got two of them. There's uh, one more in there. San Antonio? No. Denver? No. Down- New Orleans? No. Okay, who do they play? Thunder. So, the Thunder. Okay. So they got the Rockets, the Thunder, the Clip. I mean, the Clippers, of course. <laughs> the Rockets, the Thunder, the Blazers. T-Wolves, Bucks, uh, the Red Hot Pacers, the Raptors, the Bucks, the Suns, the Blazers, the Spurs, the Jazz, the Nuggets, Pelicans, Lakers, Rockets, Warriors. Hmm. Oh, no, they don't have the Warriors, what am I saying? But, yeah. So, they got a pretty they got a not tough. easy schedule. Yeah, man, not as favorable as those T-Wolves that we saw. Uh, yeah, not as favorable as those T Wolves. Um, so I'll pull up the. I'm actually gonna pull up their their stats uh, right now because I do want to see their player um, stats. But anyways, so what do you what do you think of this? What what do you think of this team? Are, I mean, are you are you feeling like this is a team that's going to be? Um, are you confident about where they're at? Because they they've just been so weird all year. They've been a they've been cluster. really weird. But uh, I think if they stay where they're at, I don't know. Looking at that schedule, I don't. I think they might drop. Have maybe eight, and then whoever blows them moves up and takes that spot. But I mean, if I was, uh, I just if I was seven or eight, if I was a GM, I honestly might as well just one, two, three, Cancun it and just call it good because I wouldn't want to play a payoff <laughs> series just to get bounced out in four. 
right. and not get a lottery pick, right? Like, yeah. And I mean, they'll have the Pistons' unfortunate lottery pick. God damn it, Stan! <laughs> oh yeah, they do get that pick, didn't they? Why didn't Stan make that pick protected? They still probably do that deal with the protection with the lottery protected pick. They would. Uh, I love you, Stan Van Gundy, but you piss me off as a general manager. You piss me I'm off. I'm also out on coaches being GMs, by the way. I'm completely out on that. You can miss me with that. Yeah, you can miss me with that, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully next year, if they strip him of his title, maybe, he, maybe he'll be a better coach again. Because lately, I feel like he... I feel like he hasn't been a good coach. Yeah, because he knows he has the power to be a GM. So it's like, if I don't like you, I can move you. Yeah, fuck. Ah. All right, anyways, that's the Pistons. Yes. But uh, let's get back to the Clippers. Thanks for tuning into the Pistons pod. <laughs> With a uh, ducking, but uh, yeah. But um, no, um, this team is. This team is just. I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Clippers. I really don't. They're the team that I've watched the least, so I understand them the least. I just, I just think it would be. I think it would honestly be pointless for them to make the playoffs if they're pushing for seven or eight. I know playoffs are playoffs, but it's well, you know, Steve Ballmer's not about that. Not about that. Uh, not winning life. life. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I just really don't know. I I have no answers for the Clippers. Yeah, and I, I just... think that's everybody else in, around the NBA. Just they have no answers for them whatsoever. All right, so let's move on from the Clippers then. Good before we about keep rambling guys. about a team that we don't don't know. Love this about. team. So love this squad. Speaking of the Pistons, they should have drafted Donovan Mitchell. Exactly, my there guy. We go. Okay, so first of all, I've been on the Donovan Mitchell hype train for I don't know how long, and I've been riding that train so hard. Actually, the moment the moment we figured out the he worked out for the Pistons. Yeah. And um, that kid looked really good. I watched a couple of clips of his workouts, and I was like, dude, this guy's good. The Pistons should get him. And I was like, of course, the Pistons would figure out a way to not draft him. Like, I of just course, Stan Van Gundy would find the closest thing to J.J. Reddick. <laughs> like, the closest Duke prototype of the two-guard. Like, oh, I love this guy because he can shoot. So, yep, let me get him. Yep. But, uh, no, Donovan Mitchell has been amazing. A stud, like he's been so good, and you like we've talked more about the Jazz this year, the past season, than I think we've talked about the Jazz the past what three seasons. Like, yeah, they're, yeah, they're just they're they're honestly defying all odds. I mean they they had a they had a massive losing streak in the in the middle of the season. They won all eighteen of, a sudden, of twenty, right? Then they 18, won eighteen they, of twenty. I really think they won like eighteen and two for a stretch. Yeah, because they because they because they had the eleven game winning streak and now they're on a seven game winning streak. So and they're dude, just, I'm. I, I had all the questions about them defensively, but apparently they're the best defensive team in the NBA, and they just lock everybody up. Apparently, yeah. No, because defensively, I think they've been number one for a let's, good let's look for up. a good huge stretch. They've been like ninety-two point something around there in defensive ratings. Let's look at their defensive ratings. So they are number one at nine. Wow, by far number one. Ninety-two point something. This is my right? first time seeing it. Yeah, ninety-two point two. Just sign me to a contract, whatever you got. I'll sign papers. <laughs> Listen, my man's is a free agent right here. Pick him up. But yeah, no. Defensively, Utah's been amazing, right? So Donovan yeah. Mitchell, even though he's six three, the guy has a seven foot wingspan, and they which have is the fourth ridiculous. best net rating in the league. Yeah. So winning by an average of ten points a game. Six three with a seven foot wingspan is ridiculous. By the way, just thinking about that. Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. Anyway, so. Yeah, him can guard a lot of people. Apparently, Rubio's a great point guard again. Um, 
Don't say apparently. That's my guy, Ricky Rubio. I believe in you. If you're listening to this podcast, hola. That's my boy. I believe in you. Um, Rudy Gobert's back, and he's defending at a very high level again. And they're a young core who's honestly just believing. Half of these wins are them just fighting and believing. Fighting and believing that they can win. That they can win basketball games. So shout out to them. Way to be young guns. This is a team I just, I want in the playoffs. I just, it'll be a good story for sure. Just to, after Gordon left, I really thought they'd just get a lottery and they'd be nobody. But no, here they are winning 18 of 20 and being the best defense in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have anything to add. I mean, other than Donovan Mitchell's amazing. He should be in Detroit. Um, Damn, that sucks, Utah, bro. That Utah sucks. is just, honestly, I mean, all hats to Quinn Snyder. Um, phenomenal coach, by the way. Yeah, just phenomenal. Deserves every deserves more more praise around the league. I think he gets it in the in, in within in the within the league. Yeah, but, just the common fan. Which is the kind of keep fan uh, bullshitting while I look but, up this jazz schedule. Yeah, so the jazz the jazz though. I mean, can we just really just honestly just take some time to say, Donovan Mitchell, why are you not on the Detroit Pistons? <laughs> this is why. I I man, it's so frustrating. Are we doing this again or? Yes, we're definitely doing this again. I mean, it just it, it pays me. Every time every time I see Donovan Mitchell in the headlines, a little bit of me dies inside. Okay, they actually have a pretty favorable schedule. Okay, I'm done stalling. Awesome. Alright, so they got the Suns, the Kings, the Hawks, the Mavs, the Spurs, the Warriors, the Celtics, the Grizzlies, the T Wolves, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Lakers. The Warriors and the Blazers. They're in. They have They're, to. Be. They have that, to. That, that's such an. Easy... Did I say the Warriors twice? Because I do have the Warriors twice. Yeah, they do. I thought I just repeated myself. They had them twice. Well, I don't think the Warriors have won eighteen of twenty, have they? Exactly. I just think they sweep them now. Like, book right. it. Like that's the sweep. No, but I mean, they're in. Why do you think the Warriors have the two seeds so that they don't play? So that they don't play them. So, they, the so they don't have to play the. U, they don't have to play the Utah at the eight till the conference finals. Exactly, because they're going to beat the Rockets at that eight. But so seven. I mean four three. Four I mean seriously, Utah. that is that is by far the most favorable, favorable schedule I've seen in my whole life. Yeah. Sure, you got the Celtics and the Warriors, but besides that, if you win the games you're supposed to win, which is the rest of them, which is like yeah, which is like nine of them, nine of the last twelve, then yeah, you then you'll, you'll be finished with yeah forty seven, forty eight. I mean, I could see this team. They're at honestly if right the, now. looking at like what the like the Thunder's is brutal. Yeah, like if the Jazz win the games they're supposed to win. They could slide up. They could. They could shoot up. They to could like shoot four. up to like four or five in Utah. They're only. And they're only. They're eighth seed right now. They're the eighth seed right now, but they are. But they are. That's two not, games yeah. back from the fourth. Yeah, seed. but that's not crazy to think, right? Yeah. Like if they win the games they're supposed to win, and I the mean, Thunder lose the games that they will most likely lose. Depending on if if Portland cools off too, I mean they're they're within they're three and a half games away from the number three seed. Yeah. Wouldn't that just be ridiculous? This, this once again, is why we're doing a podcast on the West, guys. This is, this is exactly why. But, yeah, so, like, if they win the games they win, which is all of them, they could jump up to the three. And, oh, I wouldn't want to see a Golden State Portland Trailblazers first round series. I wouldn't. But, you know, hey, if but that I, means the Jazz get the three seed, I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And then Donovan Mitchell requests his trade to Detroit. <laughs> this, is, this is what we're gonna come back to all the this time. This is what we're gonna come back to every time. Hey, the Jazz defense is Speak. really good, but yeah, Kawhi's defense isn't good because he's not playing basketball. No, speaking of the Pistons, 
They lost to the Spurs in 2005 NBA Finals. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs, the ninth seed in the West. Love that transition. Great transition. Three and seven in their last ten. I mean, this is like, for San Antonio standards, this is free-falling. First of all, for San Antonio standards, this is like, hit the nuclear button. Like, let's blow this whole thing up. Like... This is, but this in true San Antonio fashion. If they miss a playoffs, which I do think they do, they get the they'll, one pick. they'll get the one pick and they'll get DeAndre and they're like Jaron Jackson and then they'll rebuild with the next David Robinson. Like, yeah, Spurs doing Spurs things. Pop, you know what you're doing. I trust trust in Pop. Yeah, trust in Pop. I mean, but but no, seriously. Like, uh, J J E Skeets tweeted that today, like the playoff picture today, and I I responded to that tweet and I was just like. Man, it is so crazy to comprehend the Spurs not being not only not in the playoffs, but not like a top four seed. I just they're, they're two the games Spurs away are... though from the fourth seed. They're number nine in the West, and they're two games away from the fourth seed. Who do the Spurs have? Yeah. Do we think? Do we think they sneak and make the playoffs? I mean, I think it all depends on Kawhi. I really do. Me too. I'm with that. I I think you know I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they're gonna find a way to make the playoffs even without Kawhi, but. Like as like an AC like sneak in, but honestly I don't know that they I know they have a very tough schedule. Do so, they? Let's um, check. Let's check this one tough schedule, shall we? I'm pretty sure because right. I was looking at it before the podcast. You, and you can keep talking about how okay, maybe Brisbane shot the basketball with his feet oh, on the line. Let me tell you about that Robert Ory <laughs> three in the corner, that bullshit in 2005. <laughs> was that a, was was that the one with his toes on the line? Yes. I got it right now. So, okay. um, they have. <laughs> That was bullshit, by the way, and you know it. And that Rip, what were you doing, hitting nothing but the backboard? Come on, Rip, you're my guy. What are you doing? Yo, just opening every wound. Like, uh, so they got the Pelicans, the Wolves, Golden State, Wizards, Jazz, Bucks, Wizards. They had 12-year-old Donovan Mitchell, they'd be fine. Wizards, uh, Thunder, Rockets, Clippers, Lakers, Blazers, Kings. Pelicans, yeah, you guys out of the playoffs. Just get ready for the lottery. One, two, three, Cancun. Um, just go okay, get the first let me, pick. Let me see that. Let me see that again. Let me just see it. You don't have to read it so that our viewers, but because um, you just repeated it. But um, wow, yeah. So that is a extremely difficult. One, two, schedule. three, Cancun. Man, um, man, it looks it looks bleak for San Antonio. Like I said, I I thought when I looked at it that that it was that it was pretty tough. But looking at it again, I mean, the Timberwolves, the 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 Pelicans, the Warriors, the Wizards, ugh, the Jazz, who are just as Bucks we talked about amazing twice. Bucks, Wizards, Rockets. I mean, yeah, one, two, three, Cancun, pop, go wine tasting. Kawhi has to come back tomorrow. Yeah, and go wine the, tasting, uh, pop, do something. The, I'm gonna pull up the injury on. Uh, on Aldridge because I don't know the status of him. I know Kawhi could come back. It was rumored that he could come back Thursday. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't see I don't see Aldridge back on 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 the injured list. So, so he, I think he he's healthy. To be back? I think he's playing. Yeah. Because really, huh, I'm gonna look that up real quick. But anyways, uh, yeah. So while you look that up, uh, San Antonio. Um, I think if Kawhi comes back, they do have a good shot of hitting the playoffs because, once again, they're only, what, two games out of the uh, four, right? Two games out of the four seed? Yeah, they're two games out of the four seed. So, so since they're two games out of the four seed, um, yeah, I think if they Kawhi does come back, they could have a really good shot of making the playoffs. If he doesn't, um, 
Yeah, they'll hit the lottery, probably get the first or second pick. Just get yeah, just, be good just, again. just get just get DeAndre Ayton or like Luka Doncic or whoever's out there, Marvin Bagley, and just start winning again. Oh, dude, if they had DeAndre Ayton with Kawhi, boy, cool. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything definitive on Aldridge at the moment. So forgive me if I'm again I'm trying to do this um, I'm trying to do this on the fly here. But um, I think it's I, right knee soreness. Yeah, it, it, it is. is yeah. It is his right knee soreness, yeah. and I think he's considered a game time decision, basically. Yeah, shout out to uh, Kent Bazemore for being injured for the rest of the season <laughs> for right knee soreness, <laughs> for bruised right knee out for the season. When you sent me that tweet, I was dead. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> Yo, that's taking to a whole nother level right there. That's taking to a whole nother level when you're tank when you're you're sitting like your fifth best player. He's their fifth best player? Oh, yeah, probably. that's true. They're bad now. He's, like, their best player, probably. Yeah, that's true. I forgot. Besides John Collins, you like you gave that dude $78 million. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy that Bazemore got that much money. Um, okay, yeah. so let's jump to, speaking of the Atlanta Hawks, they played the Denver Nuggets sometime this season. <laughs> and the Denver Nuggets are 10th in the West to round this out at 37-31, and 5-5 five and five in their last um, ten. Uh, this is a team. Remember when we said they're going to win like forty six wins this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, you did. You did have to account for Millsap's been injured for three months. That's true. That's true. That's um, very true. So, you know, and, and when your second, third best player is out for three months, that's definitely going to affect your win percentage. And hey, they're at thirty seven, so they're not. They could finish with forty four. Honestly, if they like have four really good games where they shoot like fifteen, make fifteen threes, and and for Nuggets, get they have like five games where they hit fifteen threes, right? And then they got out two wins. Oh, they they got some good ones. So offensive rating, let's see where they're at. Not um, even top ten, eh? Yeah, not even top ten. Wow, they are. I am searching quite. Wait, where did I? I must have missed them. Oh no, they're six. Oh yeah, they're six. Okay, they are top ten. Yeah. My so mistake. yeah, once again, they're we know what they are, but then you go and to then, the bottom of the pack defensively. So twenty first uh, defensively and sixth offensively. Again, Minnesota was ninth and twenty first. So yeah, so if that twenty first comes up to fifteen, then yeah, then I think you're I think you're safe. But um, let's look at their schedule. So they have an interesting schedule coming up. Um, they have they're the best team in the NBA. They have up the right best team in the NBA. Despite not drafting Donovan Mitchell, the Detroit Pistons, uh, the, then they have the Memphis Grizzlies, then they have the Heat, the Bulls. Wow, they, that's a very four-game favorable stretch. If you could just take care of that Miami game, you're you're golden. Yeah. Uh, the Wizards, the Sixers, the Sixers are are I think they're I think they're gonna shoot up, um, but they're still. They're still kind of having working out some issues. They're lately. the best team in the Eastern Conference after that. The Raptors. Uh, then they got the Thunder. Then they got the Pacers, the Bucks, the Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Trailblazers, and the Timberwolves again. So they close out the season very, very importantly, playing Minnesota twice. And these aren't going to be games where players are going to be rested. No, they'll play for sure because these will determine seeds. So they play Portland, who could, if they free fall, be around the six, seven, eight range, and then they got Minnesota. Then they twice, and then they got Clippers. Those are their last four games. Yeah, they have a gauntlet. Absolutely, the end there. Um, they gotta. To me, they gotta pick up. 
Yeah, if if they take care of if, if they, they take care of those those four, if they fr- take care of that four game stretch and the games that they win, they should win, which are Chicago, Detroit, and Memphis. Then I think they're then I think they're okay. So if you get so if you get seven wins, yeah. this this team's okay. Yeah, for sure. Seven, I'd say seven wins, eight wins. I'd feel I'd feel pretty damn good about. Um, if you pick up a win against either Miami, Washington, 76 but I mean that's a tall task to beat uh, Port or sorry Minnesota twice and Portland once and the Clippers once. Yeah, that's pretty hard. When all those teams are going to be back against their wall fighting for the playoffs, thankfully, that's be the thankfully one none of them are back to backs though. That's the one thing that I will say. This most teams just kind of cool off and chill until playoffs because the seedings already seedings are kind of determined by now in the past years. But this year, people are going to be gutting and fighting for sure these last Cause, 10 games. Because all these teams are within a game of each other. Yeah. I mean, again, so the Denver Nuggets are 10th in the West, but they are three games out of the four, fourth seed. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Welcome to the wild, wild West, my friend. And so, all right, so, so to bring this full circle and to bring it to a close, I kind of spoke on this earlier. Um, what are the teams... So so, who are you, who are your final who are your final three through eight? Because we know the Rockets final and three Warriors. Eight. Are, are so Rockets Warriors. Yeah. Um, you don't have to not even in order of prediction. You don't have to name them in order seeding. of like seeding. Just right. in, in terms just of just in general. What are the eight teams when we're Rockets Warriors Trailblazers Thunder, uh, Pelicans Jazz, uh, Pelicans Jazz T Wolves. And Clippers, actually, yeah, these eight, I think, will make it. So you're counting out San Antonio. I officially have counted out San Antonio. Hmm. All right. As much as it pains me, but maybe, but it's a little bit easier to say it now that I'm thinking about Robert Ory having flashbacks of Robert <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ory. Um, you, you have the same eight, too? Nah, you know what? I'm going to go Rockets, Warriors, Blazers, Thunder, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Jazz, and Spurs. So you're getting rid of the Clippers. Yeah. Okay. And I know it sounds ridiculous because Denver just has such a good stretch of games. Uh, they have such a they have such a favorable schedule. I mean, what was it? Wait, was it was it the Jazz or the Nuggets that had the most favorable? We Jazz had the easiest yeah, schedule. Yeah, the Jazz. Yeah. So, but the Nuggets was, have pretty easy yeah. too. So. so I do think the team that can make the biggest jump is the Jazz. Oh, absolutely. I think the Jazz, if they wanted to, I think the Jazz are honestly. I would. I would say. I would say the Jazz are a lock because of just how easy their schedule is. Like I would. I would really just consider them. Yeah, an, an that and they're playing lock. really good basketball, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think. I think you're right. I think that's like. I feel honestly more confident about the Jazz making the playoffs than the Thunder. Which is crazy because yeah. the Thunder's the four seed and the Jazz are the eight. No, but I think I honestly do think the Jazz end up at the end of this year. Who knows? But I do have a really good. They could be four of them five. being three or four, three, four, they, or five up there. Three, four, or five. Yeah, I, I could see them in that range. I think three. I don't. I don't think they'll get three. I think. I think I one think, of these teams will five, maintain enough. Yeah, I think five is where I could see them end up for sure if they take care of who they're supposed to take care of. Right. Um, yeah. So. 
I and and I'm sorry to say this, but I think I think the the seven and eight for me are going to be the Pelicans and the uh, the Pelicans and the Spurs. I think the Pelicans are just going to fall with with uh, just a little bit. They're going to come down to reality just a little bit. Um, and then I think I'd have if I now since I'm just naming the seeds, I'd probably have the Thunder around six. Um, I'd have Minnesota. I think I think Utah is going to climb up. I think Minnesota will climb up to probably about fifth-ish, somewhere around there, four or five. I think the Jazz will finish four or five, somewhere around there. And Portland, I think I'm, I think I'm going to roll with Portland staying at the three. I got Lakers as my two seed. Lakers. Yeah. Lonzo. Lonzo. <laughs> Big baller brand. Big baller brand, baby. All right, Akil. So, thank you for coming on the podcast, man. Thanks for man. having me, man. That was fun. Yeah, uh, this West is so damn crazy. Yeah. I mean, all the research that I did for this podcast, and yet I still can't remember the Oklahoma City starting two guard. Yep. <laughs> Wait, let's just... That's how crazy the Wild West is. Yeah, you got to look that up before we go. Yeah. So, and while you look that up, let me tell you once again how bullshit that three was for Robert. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, but... Yeah, I, I think those are my final eight. So I think the two that I have out are the Clippers and the Nuggets. I think that's who I'm going with. I just I don't know. I, I, I don't like I don't like the sustainable I, I don't I don't like that Clippers roster. It just it feels weird. The vibe feels weird. DeAndre Jordan, like I don't know how how invested he can be considering the team like practically wanted to get rid of him but then didn't. And it's just like a weird, awkward situation there. Um, <laughs> I mean, Paul Millsap, though, I will say this. Paul Millsap with Denver, well, I'd rather have Paul Millsap than not have him. I think at this point in the season when you're trying to get wins, Guess it's hard to starting. integrate. Who? Yes. Alex Abrinas. No. He was on the buyout market. Oh, um, Corey Brewer. Yeah. Okay. Florida Gators reunite. <laughs> wow, Corey Brewer, the starting two guard of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Sorry, there Thunder fans. Um, Sorry, Thunder fans. Feel free to add us and say that we're, we're trash. Yeah, we probably won't do it. At real Chris Platty, at Akil Hollingsworth. Or, wait, is it just Akil H? Akil, at Akil HH, yeah. At Akil HH. I'm trying to get verified pretty soon. So Trying uh, to get verified. At Twitter, holla at me if you're trying to make that happen. At Twitter verified. Yo, I have a podcast, so I'm a pretty legit guy. Exactly. So yeah, I'm a I guest a on a podcast, so I'm pretty He's legit. a frequent guest on a podcast. Not even a guest. A frequent, frequent guest. Yeah, pretty much all NBA podcasts. There you go. Yeah. So you should be verified. Trying to get on a hip-hop one pretty soon here. Yeah, we got to get you on the hip-hop one. Akil, man, thanks for coming on. It was good to talk some NBA uh West playoffs, and who knows, maybe we'll come back and do some NBA East playoffs uh, sometime this week. Sure, let's do that. All right, man. All right.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.